when Kelly said the name Jim Jones, he was talking about dear Jim Jones, bingo. Yeah. That was it. It was a light bulb. That, yeah. That's going to work. That, yeah. I love that name. Really quick recall. So we was looking at different manufacturers and when I always felt that I'd, the end game was to get into supermarkets. Yes. Um, because obviously you've got to earn a living and that's yes. the only way you're going to earn a living is to sell a lot of chocolate spread. You need to sell a lot of chocolate spread to earn as much money I was work, earning in London. Yeah, of course. Um, or even the Royal Navy. Yeah. Um, so I um, so we looked at different manufacturers and some are too small. Yeah. And because of the product we chose, Yes. I mean, for instance, say a bakery, if you look using a gluten-free I don't know, gluten-free croissants, you're launching a yep. gluten-free croissant. And then there's some there's some good artisan bakeries can do that minimum order, small quantities for you. Mm-hmm. And as you scale up, you go to a bigger manufacturer. With chocolate spread, it's very difficult to find a, a small chocolate yeah. spread manufacturer. So we found a large chocolate manufacturer because yeah. um, we like, like <laughs> taking big gambles. Since 2013, X-Forces Enterprise has been helping members of the military community to start their business journey through training, mentoring, funding, and ongoing support and connections. From service leavers and veterans to spouses and other family members, X-Forces Enterprise has supported thousands of people, many of whom have incredible stories of success and overcoming adversity. This series of podcasts celebrates their achievements and seeks to demonstrate what can be achieved when you combine the unique ethos and aptitude of the armed forces community with the right support network. The series is hosted by the founder and CEO of X-Forces Enterprise, Lieutenant Colonel Ren Kapur, MBE. It's absolutely fantastic to have Kevin Bath here from Jim Jams, somebody we had supported and continue to have in the X-Forces family back in, I think it's 2015, when you first started out, uh, Kevin. So tell me a little bit about your business and then we'll go back and uh, talk about what inspired you. So what do you do? We supply um, no-added sugar chocolate spreads um, and other chocolate products. So no-added sugar, we don't add any refined sugar in our products. Um, and we sell them in now. We sell them in major retailers, so yeah. that's kind of in a nutshell what we do is sell no added sugar chocolate products. And it's absolutely about you know it's we know that young people and even you know adults and you know myself included love chocolate. Mm-hmm. The fact that we've got something on the shelves that is the healthy option. What actually inspired you to do that? Where did this idea actually come from? Actually, the children. The children inspired me and my wife when we was having pancakes one Saturday morning. We had uh, the leading brand of chocolate spread on the table, putting chocolate spread on the pancakes. Yeah. We kind of glimpsed, well, I glimpsed at the side of the jar. Yeah. And noticed it had uh, 58 grams of sugar per 100. Right. And that's a double take that because yeah. that's nearly 60% sugar in a jar of yeah. of chocolate spread, which is quite shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we kind of looked at it, worked it out in our heads, and yeah. 57 sugar cubes, that equates to 57 sugar cubes in a standard size jar of chocolate spread, which is quite horrific. Yeah. And I didn't know about that until no. I actually met you. No. And uh, that was the, the you know, that you inspired us as well, yeah. to be honest. We had no idea. So let me take you even further back. You're ex-Navy. I'm ex-Royal Navy, yeah. Yeah. So uh, how, does, how does Kevin from ex-Royal Navy 
transition out and decide that is going to have the best sugar-free or low sugar, shall we say, uh, chocolate for, uh, spread. What was it about being in the forces that actually has helped you with the business? But tell me a little bit about your transition. Oh, it's, just, it's such an easy transition. You can see from Raw Navy to chocolate <laughs> spread, it just smooths so seamlessly, doesn't it? Um, I think the main thing when you're, when you're running your own business, it's that inner drive. I think that's what, yeah. what I was taught in the forces, to that inner drive and self-belief. Mm-hmm. And you can't shirk your responsibilities in the Navy. Someone tells you what to do, or in, an, in, in the armed forces, someone yeah. tells you what to do and go and do it. You've obviously got to go and do it. You can't shirk that responsibility. And I suppose that's kind of subconsciously gone mm-hmm. in and then that inner drive to succeed. Mm-hmm. And even, I was actually, I was, funny enough, I was saying this the other day to someone about um, even basic training when we when they said you're joining, you see it on the movies yeah. and like going through the salt courses and and uh, you just, basic training, you know, you just want to get out as quick as possible, no back yeah. class, or, you know, just get through that first yeah. period of the yeah. forces. So it's an inner drive to succeed and get out and just yeah. tunnel it and get get out of that bit and then go into your trade trading and enjoy your, your, your career. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just that inner drive to succeed, really. So how long did you serve for? Six years. Six, Six years. years and uh, when you came out, did you? is that when um, Jim Jams... Was no, that, no, that... I worked I worked in London. I, worked, I, I was uh, fortunate enough to be based in Gibraltar um, right. for the last 18 months of my uh, career in the Navy. Got cross-trained on, because I was communications, I was joined as a bunting tosser, that's what they were called, flag right. waver and flashing light and Morse code, um, and kind of communications. And then we, I got based into Gibraltar, got cross-trained onto the IT systems, uh, yeah. big tandem mainframes they were called, yeah. in the middle of the rock, very state-of-the-art. And um, yeah, and, the, and I kind of done a few courses um, in IT, really enjoyed that, and I knew that if I stayed yes. in the Navy, I'd be kind of, back at sea doing yeah. signals, communications, and I really like the idea of IT. Left the Navy, yeah. went into London, uh, worked in London for a while, and then kind of disillusioned with the corporate lifestyle, and I was, yeah. I was, toy- it was, it was getting, yeah, it was getting tedious yeah. working in, a, in an office and corporate, and, I, and I always felt like in the back of my mind I wanted to work for myself yeah. um, and do some kind of business. So I was looking at different ideas, but... Um, yeah, but when we looked at, um, so I was kind of like into IT consultancy, yeah. then I kind of bit of project management. So I suppose that yeah. set me up to kind of go through steps of how to set up a business. But yeah, I yeah. mean, it's nothing really. And it's, and it's interesting that we should talk about this because I mentioned this. Uh, I was at um, the Facebook uh, boost last week, actually. And one of the questions that came up is that, are we seeing a lot of our armed forces leaving the armed forces and going straight into business ownership? And not necessarily. I think sometimes it is a case of leaving the armed forces mm. and the focus is getting a job, mm. right? Yeah. And get, com- coming out and transitioning, mm. yeah. earning an income. Mm. And it's only after a period of time and you mm. think, actually, is this right for me? Mm. And you start to explore other avenues, whether mm. that's a different career as a job or if it's self-employment. Mm. So taking those skills of that you had in the armed forces, and they always teach you, I mean, 90%, I understand, mm. of the time. It is all about the training. It's mm-hmm. about the discipline, discipline, aptitude, and overcoming uh, adversity, all of that sort of stuff. Has that helped you in some of the challenging times 
of your startup phase with Gym Jams? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, if anyone, if anyone's listened to this and obviously they're interested in business or start their own business, yeah. it's it's difficult. You know, yeah. you, you're not prepared. You you think you're prepared to start your own business and, you, you know, naively you think, oh, there's going to be a little bumps and a few bumps mm-hmm. in a row, but it's 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 tougher than, mm-hmm. you know, people kind of seem to think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those, I mean, those, that's why then you get the mental challenges yeah. and sometimes you go, you have enough and then there's like a little shining light or you get an email to say, yeah. I'm so glad you introduced Jim Jams. My my boys have got ADHD or right. um, and he loves chocolate spread, but the sugar content was yeah. ridiculous. So we brought this and he loves chocolate spread, won't touch anything else apart from Jim Jams. Perfect. And you kind of, it's really strange because you get them emails when it's the yeah. days when you're feeling really low or thinking I've had, you know, you've really, you need thick skin, yeah. especially talking to the retailers. And you know, you think it's, just, it's a no, it's a no-brainer. You know, you yeah. you, you, you you think go to a go to a supermarket. We come up with the concept, and it was bingo, like a light bulb moment, as the yeah. people say. It's uh, my wife we was we toying with the idea. We was, we were doing a little bit of research about chocolate spread. We noticed the research I, I saw was that the biggest consumer of chocolate spreads are children. Yeah, and then you seem to think, well, you go into a supermarket. And every single one is sixty percent sugar. Yeah, there's something wrong there. Yeah. So we've we realised there was a back gap in the market back in 2015, and, and we launched our own brand. That's why Jim James was born. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Love went off track. So there, no, no, not at all. Because this brings me nicely into the fact that you know I think you started you and Kelly, your wife started, and then there was a, a point where you wanted to look at funding. Yeah. And mm. was there a particular reason? Was there a need for what? What was the need for that funding? Because you'd already started, yeah. Yeah, it was my gambling addiction. No, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. no. no it's um, it was basically we. We had a little bit of savings to, yeah. to create the product and the branding. Yeah. But then we had to put in a big order. Um, mm-hmm. One of the challenges to when you start a business is, um, especially a product that you want, want to outsource and you get a manufacturer, mm. you've got to kind of find that right balance with a manufacturer. Yeah. Um, some are too small. to could, always, I'm ambitious and yes. probably in the drive again. Yeah. And I always thought that Jim James, when Kelly said the name Jim James, he was talking about the Jim James bingo. Yeah. That was it. It was a light bulb. That, yeah. That's going to work. That yeah. I love that name. Really quick recall. So we was looking at different manufacturers and when I always felt that I, the end game was to get into supermarkets. Yes. Um, because obviously you've got to earn a living and that's yes. the only way you're going to earn a living is to sell a lot of chocolate spread. You need to sell a lot of chocolate spread to earn as much money I was work earning in London. Yeah, of course. Um, or even the Royal Navy. Yeah. Um, so I um, so we looked at different manufacturers and some are too small. Yeah. And because of the product we chose, Yes. I mean, for instance, say a bakery, if you look using a gluten-free, I don't know, gluten-free croissants, you're launching a yeah. gluten-free croissant. And then there's some there's some good artisan bakeries can do that minimum order, small quantities for you. Mm-hmm. And as you scale up, you go to a bigger manufacturer. With chocolate spread, it's very difficult to find a a small chocolate yeah. spread, spread manufacturer. So we found a large chocolate manufacturer because yeah. um, we like like <laughs> taking big gambles. Uh, but the minimum orders were quite large. Right. Um, but they were the best. We, we kind of got we, – we, mm-hmm. we come up with the recipe. Yeah. Got loads of different kind of samples from different manufacturers. We yeah. got all the friends and family and the kids because kids are the most brutally honest. Mm-hmm. 
about taste and we need absolutely we... i remember you telling me about that actually getting the your your competition was around the the kids actually doing yeah. doing your sampling for mm. you which sounds amazing yeah the kids were the kids yeah. were the, the were the kind of major yeah. voters really so we said what what kid the kids all my friends come around and uh brought the children and they were tasting it and um every the kids were pointing to the same kind of white label jar saying this one this one so you can't ignore that so um so you contact the manufacturer but it's a big manufacturer yeah um in europe flew out to europe right. um presented the vision the, the aim yeah. the goal of, of jim jams they loved it loved the idea then hadn't done a recipe like that before um and jumped on board with it but the big yeah. but it was a big initial minimum all day supporters is with a smaller order to start with yeah to get us going but then they said look this is your first that's your but we need to get six tons yeah of chocolate which is right. a lot yeah um, and that's when you we needed the money for a right okay so did you go to a traditional banking lender yeah. did you explore some of that yeah. as well kevin yeah yeah we we we, we, we bank with a high street bank yeah um business business banking um and that's when you kind of really realize when the banks don't lend money yeah yeah they don't unless there is unless it's a sure thing i can understand with you know black wednesday whatever it was you know a a while ago now but it's still frustrating when you think Mm. you're the man you're you know you champion business business Mm. business on these adverts yeah small businesses have to go to Ex-forces, startup loans, etc., to get that initial funding. Banks yeah. seem to be and, very. And, and uh, it's, it's it brings me up nicely onto. We did an interview this morning, actually, with Lord Young, who right. sends his very best as That's well, nice because hear. you know you've been an ambassador for the startup loans. The yeah. product's been in the startup loans company. You know, so you you, you know you're a little bit. Of poster boy for for uh, some of our partners <laughs> um, but you know the, the importance of this scheme is so that individuals who like yourself have mm. taken as much uh, forward as you can whether that's with savings or the bank of mum and dad and you know if you've got the privilege of that and all of that sort of no. stuff no, no. Um, is to be able to still be able to get some form of um, uh, finance, which doesn't mean that you've got to go and then put your house on the line and no. all the risks no. that are associated with that. No. And also, you've got the added thing about you know credit history for the armed forces isn't isn't necessarily mm. the case that it's bad; it's just non-existent. Yeah. Yeah. So with all of those things, and that's where it's been championed. Mm. However. I always say that finance is important and it's an enabler, but it's not the be-all and end-all. One of the things that we've uh, tried to support our um, X-Forces businesses on is around connections, and that's another reason why we wanted you to come back in again, because we've had, you know, the situation whereby you've been a keynote speaker, the House of Lords, you've met a couple of uh, high-profile corporate organisations. We want to do that sort of stuff to the next stage for you as well. But tell us, did that make a difference? And does that make a difference for people like yourself who want to, you know, just break through those next glass ceilings? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Exhausters has been a great help for us um, networking and we've we've had a couple of connections on the, on the networking side um, and that's kind of enabled us to go into the food service side of the business yeah. as well. So it's a smaller little... Uh, 
packs here. The little yeah. fil- the, so there's a couple of connections that I spoke to regarding uh, B&I, business and industry. Great. Um, look at me. Four years ago, I wouldn't even know what B&I and, um, yeah. uh, would mean. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, but, yeah, X-Force is like I say. With that, that initial loan, yeah. it kind of gives us that leap of faith, you know, that, that kind of nudge to 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 get to get yeah. on with it to kind yeah. of get live lend us you know you, you lent us that twenty five thousand pound which is getting that over, over you know getting that first order and then getting us into the retail which yeah. was that was the first step which is that's the well the biggest step for us so knowing what you know now mm-hmm. would you have done things differently if are there things that you think you know actually i wish i'd done that differently there's all the, there are certain aspects you kind of you, you you look back and you feel, you know, we've done a couple of rebrands yeah. um, initially, and because because I had because I had savings, yes, um, I was kind of putting my money into the design team. But what I would say is when you get alarm bells and that gut instinct is yeah. listen to to your gut instinct because there was these design agents that we first went to and they kept ringing me up and saying, well, "What do you actually want?" I said, "Well, Jim Jams." Yeah. Play on words, stripey yeah. label, pocket, button. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. You know, more, not kid. We didn't want it to make it too kid friendly. We wanted it because it's a nostalgic, it's now a nostalgic name for your pajamas. Yeah. yeah. So it's not just a kid product. It's <laughs> yeah. just a playful, playful brand. Absolutely. Um, so when a design agency is ringing you up saying, what do you actually want to see on this? I said, well, yeah. I gave you a brief. Yeah. And then my alarm, the alarm bell started ringing then thinking, why do you keep ringing me up for inspiration? I've yeah. told you, can you just give me a couple of concepts would be nice. Yeah. And then it come back. I mean, I could, my Jack, my eight-year-old boy could have probably done a better branding. <laughs> Bless um, you. But it's, it, it, and then you kind of let me, yeah. and then you kind of, but I, I stuck with them. Yeah. And then, then you kind of like the extra, so it's spending extra time and extra money on a, on a certain part of your yeah. business that you, you don't need to, you know, you kind of think, if the alarm bells ring, yeah. Move, get right. some advice from someone. Yeah. So for another design agency, for instance, or whatever. Right. You're actually this manufacturer's not not great. This storage or distribution mm-hmm. company alarm bells are ringing here. Yeah. Just pick the phone up and advise. You know, there's plenty of people for for to to advise you and have been through it. So I want to ask you a little bit about your family and the impact mm. that it's had on Kelly. And, and you've got two children. Two children. Two children. How old are they, if you don't mind me asking that? Evie's um, 13, yeah. going on 16, as the girls are now. Yeah. Jack is nine. Yeah. Kevin, your wife, Kelly, has been involved and your two children have been involved mm-hmm. from day dot. And I've seen yeah. some amazing pictures that we've used in the early days with the yeah. promotion. Yeah. And how has it really impacted the family, as in, oh, they must be so proud of you and they get to eat this amazing product as well. So are you around the kids more, you know, being able to yeah, work? Re- how, how does the family home work? I don't, yeah, I mean, that's the that's the most positive thing. When I was working in London, it was especially yeah. this time of year when the clocks have gone back. Yeah. Um, go to work in the dark at five, get back at seven, dark. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids are just about to go to bed. Um, now yeah. I'll get roped into school runs and stuff like that, which isn't the best. But yeah. some, maybe I should work back in, in London. No, it's been <laughs> been fantastic. Good. With regards to them being proud of us, or yeah. I think you'd ask any parent that are running the business, they probably don't really. Yeah. Well, I do understand, but they probably don't care. 
they probably don't think look at my mum and dad <laughs> I think the, they probably was, don't tell you probably don't tell the, the one thing actually we was in Sainsbury's uh, a couple of months ago yeah and um, Jack was walking along and Jack um, kind of glimpsed and saw Jim James on the shelf yeah. and he went are you and mummy famous <laughs> And he was kind of really shocked to see yeah. it on the shelf. I mean, he has been in there for yeah. a couple of years, so he's not yeah. very observant. But, Bless he, him. but he's not, he doesn't go shopping a lot. Well, you know what? Um, we still have that. So whenever we've gone into the store and we've seen, you know, any of our uh, beneficiaries' products, but Jim Jams really does stand out. And you've got an incredible name, as you already know, we've spoken yeah, about. That's, that's my wife. Yeah. yeah. She's, so she's the you brains know, behind that. Absolutely. You know, so I think it is. It is a sense of pride to know that mm. you know the hard work and clearly mm. it's been a lot of hard work mm. I mean has that eased off a little bit yet or are you still working around the clock I wouldn't say working I think I think the, what I did do and when um, and like you said before and asked the question before what I would do differently I wouldn't yeah. when you first start a business it's 24 hours in your head mm-hmm. um, and I was advised by someone just after five o'clock or half five yeah switch off that's really difficult to do when you're yeah. first starting because you're heart and souls into it now i try to i kind of step back at half five and go no that right. you know pc off and then i'll get a phone call yeah but um a big order yeah big order. <laughs> then back on yeah uh, no it's, but i'll try to kind of distinguish i mean i do i, I still do the food shows i still love meeting yes. the public and, and chatting to the public and and it's great because when you first launch you know never heard of it I mean people still say never heard of it yeah. you get more and more people at the BBC Good Food shows or um, I don't know Cake and Bake show will say oh yeah. yeah I've heard of that and it's nice when you yeah. see and you know and people go oh yeah I've heard of that and and so, so it's, it's you know, first of all, it's great that we've got this uh, product and it is a product that actually so many people love. Mm. Uh, there's another thing which is about the health side of it. Mm. And I think really sort of, you know, if there was something that we would love to do is make sure that we're pushing that side of it because mm. there's been a lot in the you know press and in the mm. media we're talking about health for young people in yeah. particular yeah. with schools and all of that sort of stuff mm. so if that's one thing that we could support is also the health side of product you know i think mm. that's really important mm. but if there was something that we could help you with in terms of taking your business to that next level what would that be kevin if if there was something that we could support you with because the chance to I, I think it is I think it is the schools I think yeah. that, that's the thing I mean Jamie Oliver's done hell of a lot for school dinners for healthier yeah. school dinners you, you ask my daughter and my son and say yeah. you, you know, yeah, you've had your school dinner what do you have for dessert yeah and they say oh, we have a choice of an apple yeah or a chocolate muffin yeah and you know a child on their own five days a week I would probably choose a cho- you know, chocolate muffin five days a week and that kind yeah. of defeats the object That's that chocolate muffin's full of sugar yeah now with our chocolate spread you can melt that down and you might have seen on our website there's loads of recipes on our website so you can make no added sugar mm-hmm. chocolate muffins for yeah. kids in schools for us now we have pigeon steps we've yeah. been introducing our products to food service so yeah. there are there's a couple of school caterers there's called the nourish school catering yeah um in i think they're in cambridge oh, right. sorry okay. cambridge essex um that use our products it's gone on the school menu from mm-hmm. september this year oh brilliant um yeah they do a, a no sugar chocolate yeah. dessert i mean i've i've gone to i'm you saw i don't i yeah. tried to switch off and i was yeah. in i was in a well-known pizza 
yeah. um, restaurant. And they had a Nutella dessert mm-hmm. um, aimed at children. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of went on the, to LinkedIn, find out the, the pizza company's buyer, right. procurement manager, went to them and said, look, you could be the first high street chain of yeah. restaurants to offer a no-added sugar chocolate dessert to kids. Right. But my, my, my wife, you know, she'll go to a pizza and she'll have a pizza light. Yeah. But in the dessert, she won't even bother looking at the dessert menu because yeah. you know they're all going to be full of sugar. Yeah. We're just off, we would like to offer the yeah. no-added sugar chocolate. I mean, that's more restaurants, but for schools. Yeah. But you know what? Why not? Why not do the schools, but why not also... Uh, let's uh, debut something like this in a reta- in a uh, restaurant chain yeah. as well. I don't see what. So, yeah. And the thing is, that's 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 the frustrating thing. And the more and more, when when you kind of delve deeper into when we started the, the uh, this brand, you felt okay. I want normal families. That's yeah. why they're not premium products. That are just yeah. they're just actually actually priced a little bit cheaper than leading brands of chocolate spread. So we wanted them to be fully accessible. We didn't want them to be five pound a jar and be, yeah. you know, no no added sugar. So you know yeah. it's got to be premium. We wanted it to be accessible, accessible to all Brilliant. every supermarket and every yeah. family. Yeah. Um, and it's frustrating when you do get certain still now. Yeah. Certain buyers will say, "Don't get it." Mm-hmm. And you go where you've got every you've got chocolate, chocolate. It's even the even the frustrating thing to me now is is school approved. Yeah, the school approved stuff. They'll say to me, I mean this this chocolate dipper is fully school compliant. Mm-hmm. The only thing in there is cocoa powder and yeah. a natural sweetener. The, nat- the natural sweetener comes from a plant based sweetener. Right. Okay. So it's hundred percent natural, plant based ingredients. Mm-hmm. School approved. I've got a certain hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. All right. Hot chocolate is approved for schools. Yeah. Hot chocolate, cocoa wow. powder, okay. <laughs> cocoa powder, and sixty yeah. percent sugar. Kids can have that. Right. This is a natural sweetener, and it's the whole world pa- needs to know you about can't, this. You can't. You can't. And then you'll say, and then you know, and then I'll, I'll say, well, what about the chocolate, the milk chocolate? I can understand the hazelnut yeah. because of nuts. The milk chocolate's got no nuts. Put that in a plop, plop a bit of that in a kid's porridge in the morning. Nice, healthy yeah. porridge, slow releasing carbohydrates, healthier for a kid in the morning. Just stir it into a porridge. A, a child will, yeah. will eat a chocolate porridge. So put the, a bit of jam in there. Yeah. At sixty percent sugar. Yeah. So and they let jam yeah. in the schools. So it's right. it's educate. It's weird it's saying edu- it. It's yeah. educate educating the schools, which is a bit ironic. Yeah. And I think, you know, from, and this is the purpose of some of these podcasts as well, Kevin, Mm. because what we want to do is uh, get that message out there. It's not just, you know, this is great to to support Mm. because, you know, it's Jim Jams and it's an X-Forces business, but actually this has got a moral obligation behind it as well. So it's really important to be able to do that. Now, I want to ask you a slightly different question now. Mm. And, you know, you've led the way as many of our other uh, beneficiaries have and started your own business and you've got some traction out there, which is awesome. I'm really proud of you. you. And there's new uh, people joining all the time you know with mm-hmm. something like starting up 25 businesses and sometimes a little bit more a month what 
advice would you give them that has really helped you? Is it about the network? Is it about, you know, your red lines around, you mentioned about family? What would be a bit of advice that you would give to others who are embarking on the self-employment journey? I think if you start a business, you've got to really believe in what you're trying to sell, really champion that that product. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't believe in it, then you're going to self-doubt. Yeah. I mean, the reason I keep going mm-hmm. is because I believe in the product. Mm-hmm. I believe there's there's still scope for it to, to grow. So, Kevin, you've really been amazing. And I don't just say that, you know, half-heartedly. To have anybody who's embarked on a self-employment journey mm. uh, with the aspiration that you've got and had, you know, not coming from a, a business background um, and just persevered with that and also created uh, the momentum that you have. There's about 25 to 30 new startups that are being created mm-hmm. each month with XF, sometimes a little bit more. And what would it be? What advice would you give to them that's held you in good stead in terms of taking that journey? Well, I think you need to make sure you really believe in the product you're trying to sell or, your, or whatever you're doing. Um, yeah. Champion that and really believe it. Like, we, you know, we mentioned we're championing tooth decay in children and, and child obesity. Yeah. So we're champion and really believe and passionate about that. Um, but you need to really believe in your own product you're selling. Also, identify your target consumer. Yeah. Just bullseye direct on your target consumer. And, some, and then it, it's really weird because I was told that, Drill down on your target consumers. Mm-hmm. For instance, ours is mums with children yeah. that are buying the leading brands of chocolate spread. Mm-hmm. Tastes exactly the same. So you can have a little taste in a little round. I know you have before, <laughs> but um, uh, you can never have too many too much gym jams. No, no, that, you can you can have eighty three jars more because it's eighty three percent less sugar. Think, so. Exactly. But you can target your audience. But we we targeted mums with children. Yeah. But really, strangely, when you kind of target, it kind of expands. You know, yeah. I didn't appreciate like the health and fitness yeah. people. We've, we've got on Instagram with organically grown with pancake stacks because it takes longer to burn off sugar when you're exercising. Right. There's no sugar. So obviously you're getting that chocolate fix, but with all, mm-hmm. without all the sugar. Then we've got the little peel backs that we, yeah. so Slim and Well and Weight Watchers. Oh, fantastic. Uh, jumped on it. Yeah. Um, so we've kind of done um, some, we send these to Slimwell Consultants because yeah. they're half the smart points and half the sins, whatever that means. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah. Yeah. So you kind of yeah. you kind of identify your target audience, but yeah. then do you get things Well, I can almost, on. Uh, on our podcasts and vlogs, there's a lot of, you know, women that are uh, actually the listeners to it as well. Right. So to be able to get this out there, but mm-hmm. also to get this out there for the procurement um, uh, teams that are actually doing the purchasing. And this goes, you know, we're not just talking about big retailers here, Mm -hmm. although it would be absolutely, that would be a goal. I would love to see your product in the high street and across retailers. But I think it's much wider than that as well. I think Mm -hmm. if we can get... Uh, people to understand it a little bit more within an educational perspective and actually at the end of the day we're buying for our children so you know I think it's about educating us as well Mm. so I'm going to ask you a final question yeah and okay so in terms of vision Mm -hmm. for Jim Jams 
you know, where do you see that vision? Do you see it beyond the UK? Do you see it, you know, what um, would that look like? Yeah, it would be nice. I mean, we, funny enough, we have we have started exporting to the US. Okay, great. Um, and the distributor has got connections within Disney. Okay. So these little pots would be great <laughs> to fight to be in Disney. Then if you get into the States, then it'll be, yeah. it will take the brand to the whole next level. Yeah. I mean, we are in retail. You say it'd be good to see the... Uh, these in retail, but when we launched, we launched into uh, Morrison's, yes, uh, Holland and Barrett, Brilliant. and that Holland and Barrett and Whole Foods as well. So Holland and Barrett and Whole Foods kind of gives that that kind of kind of concrete stamp of approval from the health retailers. Great uh, Sainsbury's, yeah, doing very well in Sainsbury's, um, and we've got the dippers into Tesco's. Tesco's is is, is flying. Just one more. Um, oh, Waitrose, the chocolate spreads launched into Waitrose. Fantastic. My goal. I was looking at some old notes, actually, and um, one of my goals for last year was to get into Waitrose, and we've, we've achieved that, which is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So. So uh, what would you, uh, if you, what what advice would you give to others who are thinking about uh, their journey into uh, retail in particular? I think you need to have a, uh, a, a really great, unique selling point on your product. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the main. Yeah. The main. To, to to kind of show the retailers that you can bring new customers to, to the category yeah, is what we kind of identify. And I think you're absolutely right, Kevin. I mean, we do talk about this all the time. What is the competitive advantage? I mean, yours is very, very clear and it's about the you know the sugar lack of sugar content and it actually being healthier for you and i think you know if there's one thing that we can really pull out from from this is that you're always on message you spoke about it earlier about being focused you need to have that discipline and focus yeah. Yeah. but also understand why you're doing what you're doing yeah yeah so we've been doing a little bit of work with actually Sandhurst uh, around some research, Kevin. And the research is actually, if you think about three pots, okay, mm-hmm. one of them is about the skills and attributes that have been uh, taught in the armed forces. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the other end of the spectrum about an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Now, Anecdotally, we believe that there are so many similarities mm-hmm. between an entrepreneur and also military. So it's about what you've talked about already, the focus, the discipline, the overcoming, all of that sort of good stuff. Mm-hmm. And what we're looking at doing is actually mapping that those two pots with the entrepreneurs that have come out of the X-Forces Enterprise Beneficiary Group. Mm-hmm. So if we sort of bring that full circle... How would uh, how what would your opinion be around the time in the forces? Would you say that actually that also stood you in really good stead? I know we spoke about it earlier, but what would be the top couple of things that you think that you've learnt from the military that helps you on a more or less day to day basis in your I business? Think that in, a, in a drive to succeed, that yeah. in, a, in a drive, yeah, is is the forefront of my mind. I think. Yeah. I think when you're in the forces, you've, you've got you've you've got that drive to 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 whatever task you've been given. It's kind of instilled in you very early on in your uh, forces career to have that inner drive to succeed or succeed at mm-hmm. doing that task that you're doing. Yeah. Otherwise, you might be in trouble. Yeah. Well, you or know find, what? There's something that is. 
<laughs> well, there's one thing that I've known about you over the years, and you know, you see you pop up in uh, some of the social media feeds and the product in the stores, and we always know that you know there there's Kevin, and there's Jim Jams. And there is something that is, you know, that nobody else can take away, which is that drive. And you can see that and that every success to you, to your family and also to other people who actually like chocolate and want to be healthy. So, Kevin, we've talked a little bit about the skills and attributes that you were taught in the armed forces and, you know, how you took that out, tried the corporate world you know, you've always sort of thought about having your own business. I came up with a genius idea, actually, which is not just about having a good product, but also about health as well. I think it's really important for us as part of the X-Forces um, community that we're always trying to make sure that our beneficiaries have the best platform to be able to communicate with the outside world. And I think it's so important that we're not just talking about actually you know, just the product, the product price, but we really got to get uh, procurement and nutritionalists to really work together mm. to understand that actually it's not just about price, it's also about consumers, about their health mm. and their well-being, because that's a big sea change now. Would you agree? Totally, totally agree. I mean, like I said earlier, though, we're very competitive on price, so I, I think it's not, I mean, we can we can kind of compete on price. Yeah. Um but it's very difficult when you, they, they sit, you know, you've got the massive leading brands mm -hmm. and then you, you come, you know, that's the, one of the challenges as well for small businesses, you know, to be heard yeah. you know, in a, in a, in a big, very corporate food, corporate environments. Yeah. Um, and they can put a lot of money behind shelf space and a lot of promotion. And we've got to kind of deal with that. Yeah. But we are competitively priced because I know that within food service, it is quite, it's quite a, you know, um, not I wouldn't say cutthroat, but it's it's yeah. quite um, price driven. But we are very we're very Brilliant. competitive in pricing. And what we would like to do is see how we can help promote this chocolate, this chocolate brand, Jim Jams chocolate spread with a conscience and let's see how far we can take this so that we can keep people healthy, but also support our ex forces in business. Kevin. There's, I know that there will be different bits of advice at different points of mm. the journey because what you're, you know, what advice you might get six months in will be very different to what's required in two years after that and all of that sort of stuff. But, you know, one piece of advice, is there something memorable that sticks in your mind? Um, yeah, when we first kind of put the feelers out of the specialty fine food fair we kind of launched with a really raw label yeah. um, and the, just the basic concept and we said well let's I kind of google f food shows yeah specialty fine food fair yeah we was thinking that he, the, the branding in August so this was in September I thought great great timing speciality fine food yeah. that's us so we kind of pitched up with a few roll up banners and then um, I bumped into someone in the cafe the following morning it was a sunday monday tuesday so we've done the yeah. sunday the monday i was having a cup of tea in the in the cafe before it all opened started chatting to someone didn't know him from adam um and i said um oh, what do you do and he said oh, i used to own clipper tea right uh sold sold it mike brenham his name was now now i know who he was i didn't at the time because yeah. i wasn't in, i didn't know anything to do with the food industry lucky i didn't know him but he owned clipper tea 
he'd sold it and he said it's you know he didn't he didn't do it in a, a kind of cocksure way he just said oh my, my business is probably worth any, more than any of these and but it was we was kind of joking around at the time and uh and i said oh well, he said what are you doing here? i said oh jim james and he went you're jim james i said yeah what have i done <laughs> and he said that's great he said you've got something there he said i come round. it's all kind of like all kind of bland 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 and i walk around the corner and there's these stripes um fun yeah. just jim james and at the time it was a the brand was a bit you know he yeah. was getting there it was kind of like candy but he said it's great kind of you've got that fun aspect and you're not drilling and you're not pushing that health message it's like there on the pack yeah but you're not in your face, health, health, health. It's just making a fan. He said, you're onto something. He said, stick with it. Yeah. And that was, I was thinking, and I mean, before going to the show, yeah. when we was discussing the product and when Kelly said Jim James, it went bing. Yeah. And I felt I've got to do this. Because yeah. that name, it just, for some reason in, in, in my gut, wherever it come from, I was just, I knew I was going to do it. Yeah. And then things kind of coincidences started happening. Yeah. After that time when she came to come with her name, I started thinking about it. Yeah. And it was like I was walking to London walking into London to work and I had a, a tip tree tip tree jam. Yeah. And they were giving out little mini uh, mini I think I launched the honey at the time and I was giving out little pots of honey. So I went over and I just said um to the woman, there's yeah. an older woman, all the youngsters were giving out. I thought, yeah. I'll go to the older woman, she's more approachable. She'll, she'll tell me <laughs> all, all there is to need to know about the jam business. So I, I kind of got went to her, and I said, "Do you do will Tiptree make a jam for me?" Yeah. And she went, "No chance." I said, no, that's a good start. And she said, "However, there's another company on the land. Yeah. That use the same fruit, and they will do some. We'll talk to you regarding a manufacturing." Yeah. So I thought, "Well, that was quite easy." Yeah. So I went to them. Yeah. My suit on, my you know, city, to, and then pitched the <laughs> idea, and they loved it as well. So, and that was kind of my first kind of for a you like into kind of talk to a manufacturer and i thought actually that yeah. wasn't that difficult it was just chatting talking mm. and just seeing mm-hmm. how they yeah. like the concept yeah and then those yeah it's great great idea kevin and yeah so i thought actually that's good um so and that's kind of built up from there so right so i would rolling back uh i'd say then it was just came to a point where it was like you know just do it Basically, basically, yeah, yeah. To cut, to cut long story short, and I should have just said that. Just do it. <laughs> do you know, there comes a point, but it's not right if for you, everybody. If you start looking at your watch, <laughs> <laughs> if you're having trouble sleeping, Ren, just ring me up, and I'll tell Listen, you one of my Jim Jam stories, no. and we'll be fine. <laughs> hey, you couldn't call it anything better if it is about you know Jim exactly. Jam. But uh, I've got Always to say, in my pajamas. I've got to say that it is something there is something in it comes to a point where it is do you know what i'm just gonna go out and do it so and i think yeah. there's you know you, you're a testament to that and look where yeah. you are now when we was at food matters live it was a trade show for kind of health nutritionists and and so we've i, w- I wanted to go to another tra- i wanted to go to a trade show it was more around right. about, around health yeah so i went to food food matters live and i thought how can i stand out yeah um from every other kind of roll-up banner. Right. And stand. Yeah. Jim Jams. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. Pajamas. <laughs> Fantastic. Rip Van Winkle hat. Stripey, <laughs> fully branded, blue and white stripes. Yeah. I thought, that's fine, trade show. None of my friends yeah. will see me here. I'm safe. <laughs> Did it go viral? <laughs> I was standing there and someone come over and said, can we interview you? Yeah. And I said, yeah, that's fine. I thought it's like the, uh, the, the, the show's highlights that you get yeah. at the... With a, 
music at the end. Yeah. And uh, so I said, yeah, okay. So uh, two minutes later, they come round and it was a uh, BBC. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, you just let the, the pajamas do the talking for you. I mean, hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, could have done, could have done. Yeah. But it was uh, actually it was um, her name was Rend actually, right? And she runs a Cambridgeshire-based uh, charity base. It's kind of like Organic or Soil Association. So, but this is a new thing for no sugar products. So, stamp yeah. of approval from Sugarwise. Yeah, they were looking for products. She had only just launched. We yeah. were the first product to be certified fully certified by Sugarwise. Yeah. So that was they were doing a BBC called Inside Out. Right. It's like a documentary program yeah. after the news after the one show before EastEnders, I believe yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, so we was on 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 the telly Excellent. with my pajamas, which I thought I'd be safe, <laughs> and all my mates were ringing me up afterwards, um, giving me a little bit of grief about that. But hey, if it gets the product out, exactly. There, do you know what? I'll go and wear a pair of pyjamas and help you. And it worked. So. <laughs> it worked. I got on the BBC. So. Brilliant. That was great. Absolutely amazing. X-Forces Enterprise is the leading organisation supporting the military into business and enterprise learning in the UK. Providing training, mentoring, networking and government-backed loans for startup businesses. Our microfinance success rate is over 90% and reflects the handrail of support our beneficiaries receive. Exforces Enterprise's model of support reflects the ethos and values of the armed forces by providing a community and a sense of belonging. As a member of the Army Reserves and an entrepreneur since an early age, these are values I hold dear. I also believe that enterprise skills are life skills, whether you are starting your own business, preparing for employment or volunteering. X-Forces Enterprise have helped equip thousands for the next path in life. If you are a member of the Armed Forces community and want to find out how X-Forces Enterprise can support your discovery and journey into enterprise, please visit us on x-forces.com. That's the letter X, hyphen forces.com.